Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Marsha Cook, and we got a great show today. And I, um, I have a, just a couple of little messages I should talk about. Tomorrow is PromoDay.net. It's international. It's you know I've been promoting it a lot. We did it last year. Um, my part in it was just small. It's about marketing, and you know, um, Crystal Gauthier and myself. Jeff, we I both. I think the sound off. What? Fran, what happened? Yes. <laughs> Okay. No, I'm so, trying to get um, the sound off. The promo dot, so the promoday.net is uh, a really, really good way for authors to have, you know, to meet internationally people with uh, that blog and that help marketing and, you know, it's she, uh, Joe does it every day, every year. She's in Italy, and so I think it's it starts well. It, well, twelve tonight is probably it's because she's on it. So I mean, you know, it's. It, it, you know she's in Italy, so but it goes through the whole day, and then afterwards you can also see it on PromoDay.net that you can join conversations, discussions. It's a really great day. She works really hard on it. Uh, we met her years ago because uh, Virginia had probably done a tour for her. That's how probably Virginia met her. But so I've been doing this for a couple years now, and um, it's going to be an interesting day. So check it out if you can. Uh, otherwise, I think it should be on. She'll keep it up for a little while after that. Okay, and also I have so I don't forget anything because we're going to get into a good conversation here. Uh, Ron Francel will be on Tuesday at four Eastern three, and we're going to be discussing his work and um, Allison Ger- Gerald. And I have this book. I'm going to try to read this. <laughs> okay, but I did read. I did listen today to the guest book. I, you know, I find it difficult. I'm always doing so many different things, but. That's why I love audiobooks, and, you know, um, R.G. has audiobooks, so we're going to talk about that, too. R.G. Belsky's on, and Fran Lewis is on, and Fran always has him on, and we were on a show together, and he's a great guest, and he talks about almost everything that everybody's everybody's interested in because he has a lot going on here, and he does, you know, and he's done a lot of things. And Fran also, so I'm going to let Fran, Fran, I tell you a little bit about herself because she doesn't talk about it on her show that much. So, Fran, go ahead, Fran. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> go ahead. Here. Say who you are so people know. I know who you are. Archie <laughs> knows who you are. I don't know if anybody knows who I am. Um, I'm know, a reviewer. We know who you are. 
and I taught in the public schools for 36 years. I'm a reading and writing specialist, a self-developer. Um, I have three master's degrees and a PhD in supervision and administration that I don't tell anybody about. Now you all know. That's um, right. I, uh, <laughs> That's why you're on. <laughs> right. I have my my own show on MJ Network. It's called After My Sister, who passed away, so I decided to keep her alive because she got me started in this. And um, as Marcia wrote, I have this unique quality of reading a book, and somehow I usually get what it's about. And as an author, I try to get right to the point, which makes all the books quality material and fast reads, and that's who I really am. I think I know that I know <laughs> that's exactly who you are, right? And so, uh, you know, you can find your books. Go ahead, say that a little because no, you know, so they know the books that you've done. Well, I the last book I did was A Daughter's Promise, and it was a promise I made to my mom never to put her in a nursing home because she had Alzheimer's, and that was a big fight. Um, I have my Bertha and Tilly series, Bertha's Me. Tilly's my sister. There's a whole big reason for that. And um, the la- next, the la- the, my favorite series is My Faces Behind the Stones, series told from the point of view of the dead person behind the gravestone. And I'm very excited that Silent Voices should be out on July 1st, I hope. And, um, it's either you did something wrong and you deserve to be dead, or somebody did something <laughs> wrong to you, and you're dead. Uh-huh. And I, I prefer telling it from the dead person. It makes it so much easier. Yes. <laughs> no questions asked. Okay. All right. And now, all right, Archie, do you want to, you know, I, honestly, I have so many little notes here about your writing style, your writing well, I style. Have to say, okay. I, but I have to say, just to start, that I'm I'm still sort of uh, trying to grasp the the uh, description of me as a man who knows a lot of, about everything. So that uh, well, that I, takes I think a lot you, of you know what, I, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why because honestly, you had you touched a lot of really important subjects in your book. So yes, mm-hmm. I think so. And so, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go on to just talk about writing and things yeah. like that because you uh, people can learn a lot from you. <laughs> well, I hope so. Um, yeah, well, I sort of, uh, you know, have two big, two big careers. So most of my life, uh, I've been a, a journalist, longtime journalist in New York City, uh, and I've wound up covering a lot of real life, you know, crime stories, and uh, you know, everything from you know O.J. to John Bonet to Casey Anthony, on and on and on and on. I was uh, uh, an editor at the New York Post. I've been an editor at the uh, New York Daily News. Um, I was at Star Magazine, chasing celebrities all around the country. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and uh, and uh, which is great fun and uh, and, uh, and and in and all these all these places um, the print places they were these were in, in the days of the heyday like when I worked at the Post it was like in the 1980s where we saw like a million copies a day and everybody got their news you know nobody had nobody had any idea of something called the internet so everybody got their news from newspapers right. and the same with Star Magazine in the 90s and then uh, most recently I worked uh, at uh, NBC News where I you know uh, did their digital websites and things like that so I've done a I got a yeah, obviously a huge huge uh, news background. But then, um, you know, for a long time now, you know, I've been writing mystery fiction, you know, because I, I like to, you know, kind of make the endings of the stories the way I want them, you know, like things don't always yes. work out. Like mm-hmm. you cover the OJ yeah. and you're like, okay, well, he didn't get convicted, <laughs> right. but I thought he should have. Right. But if you write fiction, you can make it come out the way you do. Exactly. So uh, this uh, book that's uh, out now came out on Tuesday, uh, just this week, is called Below the Fold. And this is actually my 12th novel. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you just started writing novels after you got out of, you know, finished your journalism. But I've been writing, you know, uh, mystery novels for, for a long time. Uh, it's something, yeah, that I just did. Uh, other than journalism, it's it's a 
is a kind of love of mine. So, and the two fit, the two have fit together very well, actually. They do, and you know, you know, it's very interesting, though. I mean, because you know, I, you know, I did screenwriting and things, you know, of that nature, and I, dialogue to me is um, the. I just love it, and I, yeah. and the one thing, what I'm listening, you know, I want to know how you feel about an audio book because I know I actually I'm just doing an, uh, my last book that I didn't do my to life is going to be an audio book, and when I listen to my audio books, if I I, I try not to too much because but then when I do, I'm thinking to myself, I don't even know that I feel like I didn't write the story. I mean, it's like I'm yeah. listening to it. Do you have that feeling? Yeah, um, I know the audiobook uh, for the last. The, 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 this is uh, Claire Carlson is my character in, yes. in this book and the one last year. And the, I know the yes. audiobook came out for the one last year. And uh, yeah, it, on the one hand, um, it's really cool to hear like um, and you know a person doing the the voice and and having mm-hmm. your words come out of that person. And I actually really and I thought I thought that mine was done very well. Um, yeah, very. But good, it, yeah. yeah, it is a little. It is it is sometimes almost like uh, are those really my words i guess it's the same and i've never actually i've written some scripts too but i've never actually gotten to the point where somebody actually put it on the movie screen and right, i guess right. that's what happens have, when somebody is right. reading your lines and uh you know it, they're your lines but at some point they're you know it's somebody else saying them so it's weird but that's that's the great thing you know i guess about being a writer because you know it's it's when you're a journalist, everything is you're working with a team, and you know that can be great. You're working with a staff and all that, but with a writer, it's it's basically just you, and it's your words, and everything in the novel is about you, um, and uh, that that you know that's a that's that can be that can be bad, but it can also. But be actually, you are working with you are working with you're working with the cast of characters. <laughs> you really are not alone. I, I well, heard you on Fran's. I heard what you said on Fran's show, because what. You said that you just go for it. Yeah. And I like that. I go just go for it. Fran, do you just go for it? I mean, I think that's a good thing when you just go for it because you are talking for the your characters. So you do have a staff. But you're not a staff. I, you, I would just call you have a group of friends you're with. Maybe that you wouldn't pick out in regular life, though. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, um, like I, 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 I'll just finish up with that um, thought because you know that's true. And like um, in my uh, books, um, there's a couple characters in the in 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 the new book that um, one is a, a woman named Janet uh, Wood who is Claire's kind of friend, and the other is a police officer. Uh, uh, Scott Manning, and both of them could have been much smaller roles, but um, once I started writing the character, uh, yeah. you know, without being melodramatic, it's like the character sort of comes alive for you on the page. You know, yeah. you're thinking, yeah, I, I, I like this so. person, or this is cool, and then you sign up, you wind up sometimes using much more of that character, and a character becomes a much bigger player than you set out to be. And the opposite can happen, too. You can kind of write somebody, and then, you know, once you're looking, you're kind of like, I'm kind of bored with this person. Maybe I'll yeah. eliminate them or whatever. <laughs> it's but it's, it's, yeah, it's hard because uh, I, I think if you – I don't outline, and I don't, uh, you know, or anything. So if I were to sit and try and create a character and think, okay, I want to do this or that and yeah. plot it out <laughs> – I don't mm-hmm. know quite how that would work, um, but if you have uh, my character Claire talking to somebody, and then the character, uh, the other person talks back, um, then you sort of it sort of works. You say, okay, I like this. I like this exchange, or this person yeah. seems like yeah. somebody I'd want to be with. So, and and the final the final thing on this I think is I write all my books and all my characters on the theory that 
I want them to be the kind of characters that I would want to be with or read or see. And, you know, it's yeah. like I know the characters I love, like in books, I love, uh, you know, I love Harry Bosch, I love Kinsey Malone, I love, you know, Matt Scudder, all the mystery characters like on TV, I love, you know, the Rockford Files, I love Columbo. And so when I write characters, I'm like, okay, I'm not trying to write for I'm trying to write a character that I would want to read. Because my theory is that if I find the character interesting, there's probably other people well, out I, there I like agree with that yeah. will too. Yeah. 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 Fran, do you agree with that? Because you read so many books. I mean, how do you feel about that? You know, do you feel that when you're reading someone's book, you either can get into that or not? Because you do have that quality, and it's not, a, it's not just something I made up. You do understand everybody's characters that I've heard on your show or that I know you talk about. Yeah, I do sort of get everybody's characters and yeah. there are some characters that I could that are really fantastic like Dick, you might like RG's or yeah. your characters and there are some characters in books that I'm reading this week that are putting me to sleep. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, That's it, not it's, good. Never good. Never good. <laughs> never, never no, good. Right? It's, no, it's, it's actually sad because Sometimes, you know, when you write, RG, you're writing the crime scene or you're writing um, what a character's reaction was to somebody that dies or something like that. And one of the books I'm reading, I go like, you have to be kidding me. This is, this didn't really happen. How could you tell me there's a ghost in that house and there's, is there really? Um, sometimes it's not credible. And it makes you it know, really hard. And, and the other thing about a character I've found, which it seems, it seems kind of strange, but it's happened to me a, a few times over the years, is um, the name of the character can mm-hmm. either make the character come alive or not. And I, I think that's just in my mindset. But like yeah. Claire Carlson, for instance, my current character, that she's she was kind of the third try at this character I did. I originally had one name, then I, then I had another name for her. And then at some point I said, well, I'm not wild about either of these people. I'm going to create this person, and it turned out to be Claire Carlson. But a lot of it has to do with the name. And uh, I wrote a series before this, um, before I did these series. I did a series about a reporter called Gil Malloy, um, and I really liked that character too. Um, but he had started out as Joe Malloy, and I literally was halfway through the first book. And I was like, you know, I'm not wild about this guy. <laughs> and I, 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 I li- you know, my father's name was Gil. Uh, and I said, what? And it's not like a common name. And I said, what if I call him Gil? It's actually my middle name too, the the G and R G. And I said, what if I call him Gil? And I I just, you know, did the did the thing you do on the computer where you change all the Joes to Gills? Yes, and I, do that. Like, I do that. Hey, yeah, I, I like have done that. I just now. did yeah. that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Just did. and and uh, so I think I think um, characters are really uh, characters are really interesting for an author. Characters can be really interesting um, uh, uh, people. Uh, they can really work or they cannot work. And, you know, one of the keys to being an author, I find, you know, is to make sure the character works. Because I, I, I don't know if, uh, Marcia, you and Fran agree with this, but I've said, you know, a number of times at conferences and stuff, if I like the character and I don't think the story is very good, I'll still read the book for the character. If I, if I don't like the character, even if it's a really good story, I won't read the book. You know? I agree. So the character to me is just, you know, I can me. read. It's I mean, you take someone yeah. like you take somebody like um, Robert B. Parker, Spencer character. I've read every, you know, a lot of the stories that Robert B. Parker wrote. Uh, you know, especially you know, years leading up before he died. Uh, you know, the stories were pretty, pretty weak and pretty lame. But it didn't matter because Spencer was such a fascinating character. Great character, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. I, I, you know, for me, like, you know, I. I I, find, I have to find the right name. 
if I even for you know, and I have dogs in my books, and if I go, yeah. you know, and I'm bringing back a dog, you know, because I thought like, oh, this character needs this dog, you know, and to me, but the problem was the dog's name is Gracie, and the character started out as Gracie, so I had to figure it. I couldn't change the dog's name because I talked for the dog so much that I feel like I didn't want to change, so I changed her name. I'm hoping it works. I'm not done with the book yet. We'll see how it goes because <laughs> I agree with you that if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. The name, to me, the name matters. I, I, I just, you know, and I have done that, the same thing as you, just change them all. And I don't like the last name, you know. But I do find sometimes it is hard to do that because sometimes then you start, in your mind, you're calling that character the old name, but you know oh, you yeah, changed yeah, that, the name. Oh, yeah, that happens. And it'll, it'll you know, always want, it, there'll always be one of them you didn't catch in the manuscript, and then your editor will call you up and say, I know that. I had that. Who is this person? <laughs> know. You know, and you, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I didn't change that <laughs> name. You know. I know. Uh, the other, I know. The, the other thing that I find, I find actually, um, I mean, naming the other, you know, not the main character, but all the other, because you have all the other characters yep. in the book, and you've got to come yep. up with names for all of them, and you want them to be delivered. You, you know, there's a kind of a rule, which I think is good, that you kind of don't want any character's name to start with. So if you have a Barrett, you don't want a Barlow. You don't want them to start with the same letter. You want them, you know, kind I of know. make sure that they sound different. Uh, so I've, I I always find that, like, like not easy coming up with, with names. And uh, uh, one of the downsides, not downside, but one of the things I find I do is like, <laughs> I, I don't realize it, but I, but I'll give somebody a name. It'll be a name of somebody that I know, and I may not mm. even realize it. Um, and then the thing comes out, and then the person is like, uh, "Oh, I see you use my name. It might be the whole name, but like the last name." And I, I was at right. a book party last night, and uh, I had, um, I had named a, a really a nasty mobster in one of my books. Uh, you know, with the name, and and it was the last name of this guy, and he was like, oh, so you know, and I was like, yeah, I, I know, didn't, you know, I, I didn't plan that, but people, are, I mean, people, are, you know, they think it's funny. They but, do, um, I know that, but yeah. but you know, when you're writing the way you write and the way I write, you know, and I think Fran, you do too, you just write, and you know, and that can happen because you're just kind of in the book, and you're, the conversation's going, somebody appears, and so you have to you figure out a name, and you're not thinking about the other person, you're thinking about the person that's in the book. You know, I mean, yeah, because yeah. It's, it has to fit right. You know, I am crazy with names. I am. I, even even for, like I said, dogs, I just like names to be fitting. And if it doesn't fit, I'm not happy. You know, just like yeah. my dialogue, you know, my description, you know, I, I, I'm okay with it. But my dialogue is, when I talk to the, my editor, I go, just don't change the words, you know, of, the, <laughs> of my dog or whatever. Because I work hard, even when I did, I still do, I want to do a script, let's just say. I've done 12 of them. And they have been optioned, but like you say, it's really hard to get movies yeah. made, you know, which is, Absolutely. you know, um, how do you feel about, you know, Netflix now and Fran, Fran too? I mean, like all, all these people that could have really good stories out there, you know, and they're just taking the same, like the same people all the time. You know, there's so many good stories out there. Why, why do you think it's that way where it's so hard for people to get out there. I mean, I was an agent for 20 years, so I, it was impossible. And people just left, you know, uh, they left their, they forgot about writing completely. They didn't want to do it. They, but it takes time. So what would you tell people out there about, because everybody thinks their book is a movie, but every book isn't a movie. But they need how to do you feel? My sh- they need to listen to my show on June 17th, uh, Hollywood versus the Author. And okay. there's going to be five authors well, that, sure wrote, that actually sold their uh, screenplays. 
and mm-hmm. well, you're going to learn about what happened when Michael Connelly had to buy back the character, when Tess yeah. Gerritsen had to sue Hollywood. Um, yeah. It should be. It should be really interesting. It should be really interesting. It is it's interesting. You know, it is. Well, I mean, because I saw. I when I'm re- when I was listening to your book, um, yesterday's news. I, I I saw it. Maybe I, I see things. That's why I like to listen to it because then I see it in my head while I'm reading. You know, I'm listening. Uh, yeah, well, you know, Hollywood is a hard thing to, you know, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very hard. I mean, I mean, uh, of all the, uh, I, I just heard you were talking about Michael Conley buying back, and the one Michael Conley yeah. movie that was made, Bloodwork, was one of his absolute best books, and and that wasn't a very good uh, movie. Uh, but uh, I, the one I always remember in terms of this was a number of years ago, but um, uh, uh, maybe to, in my view, one of the best mysteries that's ever been written was Lawrence Block's Eight Million Ways to Die, and. And I really loved that book for a lot of reasons, including uh, it, it was a lot of it was based on New York Post, New York Daily News headlines, and it would be like all the crazy ways people die in New York City, and then he, he kept interspersing it. And and the book was everything about the book was about New York City. It was about how easy it is to die in New York City. So they bought it as a movie, and they go eight million ways to die, and they immediately set the whole thing in Los Angeles, you know, and and which just totally right. destroys the movie. <laughs> and you're sort so of ridiculous. like, well, if you're going to make that movie, why did you buy that book? And, uh, right. Uh, but that's you that's know, a good question, very, right? Very, exactly. Very, very very few uh, very few yeah very few. I mean, there's some great you know movies and stuff, but it's uh, they don't it's, it's difficult. Um, and then in terms of, do, of doing it, I mean, like, yeah, I've been through the same thing with you, uh, Marsha. I mean, I've had. Uh, uh, I've had screenplays optioned. I've come close to, you know, people. Oh, we want to do a mystery series on yep. the Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. Let's look at this. Um, but, um, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's. I mean, just to show you how crazy and tough it is. Um, my, um, my best friend, one of my best friends in college, and I, we were really close and close for a number of years afterwards. Was one of the biggest screen uh, screenwriters in Hollywood, uh, Joe Esterhaus, who wrote Basic Instinct. Oh yeah, yep. a lot about yep. this stuff. Oh. And I went to see him when he was at the top of his game. He's like, you know, making millions and millions of dollars, living in a Malibu and everything. And uh, and he told me, he says, you know, everybody thinks, you know, he's, he said, but he said there, he had moot scripts that he had written that he loved that he couldn't get on, you know, yeah. get done. See, that's, you know? that's, that see, that's what people don't you, understand. Yeah. Right, exactly. It, exactly, because people that are out there still have the same trouble. They have trouble yeah, raising yeah. money and getting distribution. It's it's hard, you know. But basic, you're talking about basic instinct, right? Mm-hmm. And that to me, there was I, she. I thought Sharon Stone was fabulous. If I think of yeah. a character that's just the way it should be when you're writing somebody sexy and smart, yeah. and, and that was her, you know. And yeah. but before that movie came out, it remember, it remember people were saying, "Oh, should it come out? Are they going to ban it?" And it was sec- mm. too sexy, and this, yeah, and yeah, compared yeah. to not, right, right, because and yeah, but yeah. he's and it was a great movie. But then they made the second. Yeah. I think it was another one. But I still yeah, watched but he didn't, that he movie. Didn't, he, he, yeah, he, he didn't, didn't do he that didn't, one. He wasn't involved in that one. Right. But he, uh, the interesting thing about uh, that, you know, that uh, that yeah, that was probably the hype. I mean, he wrote a lot of really successful screenplays, yeah. like Jagged Edge and a bunch of others. But um, oh, that's the other one. That, that, but, see that one? That was oh good, my god, yeah. I got to break yeah. this down. So we're going to talk about this yeah. in a minute. <laughs> but, okay, go but, ahead. But uh, <laughs> the thing with Basic Instinct was, uh, I you know, I always love having conversations with writers, especially writers who are very successful like him, and we, we were talking about it, and he said that he wrote that, he wrote that screenplay in like two and a half weeks, so like the entire screenplay in two and a half weeks, and I'm like, wow, wow you know, like, 
you know, but then he said, but I was thinking about it for like a year. So the point is he had he had worked everything out in his mind. His but brain, then once right. he yeah, sat down right. and wrote it, it just kind of like, you know, poured out of him. Uh yeah. so uh but uh, uh but yeah, like so it's a it's a it's a tricky business and I you know, one of the people I've spoke I've interviewed recently who has done great in both books and movies and I he may be one of the people that's gonna be on your show, Fran, I think he might be, is uh, Lee Goldberg. And uh, Lee yeah. is a really fascinating guy because he's got like bestsellers out. I just read, I read his last one, True Fiction, but he also like was uh, executive producer of Diagnosis Murder. He wrote many, many of the screenplays for Monk. And you know, listening to him talk about the difference between screenplays and book writing is yeah. is, is really fascinating. But he writes his books almost like a screenplay where they because they just keep moving you know and he he deliberately does that like he doesn't want to spend a lot of time you know describing something it's like bang 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 and uh, i I, I love that kind of book i like that too and you know i was telling fran before you called in you know when i'm listening to your book the thing that i like is it just goes straight through the whole story yes you stop and give some backstory but you can follow your story you don't have to like go back and go like what happened then because you know you just telling it like you're telling a story and i to me this is and the one thing that's happening on tv now it gets really difficult you're watching something and then they go back so far you're like where are we here i mean you know and <laughs> and they're doing that a lot now okay and it is yeah, hard to yeah. come up with a backstory and sometimes when they're done with the series like the, let's say it's a, a let's say it's a netflix let's just use that and then then they go back and tell you everything you missed but it le- but right. you it's better to go straight forward sometimes because the person we're not thinking about the person reading if you're watching a movie you see it but when you're reading right. it, it's like, oh my God, where are they now? <laughs> what happened? You know. Well, one, it, one of you the, just went straight through. Well, one of the things that makes it easier for uh, for these books, the like the Claire Carlson books, is that um, I'm I'm basically writing from a, which I prefer to do, from a a, a one person point of view. I mean, you seeing you're seeing the entire book from Claire Carlson's point of view. Right. Now, if you're writing a multiple, a multiple POV, point of view book, yeah, then it hard. becomes a little I'm... more complicated because some people know something and some people... And that does I'm... allow you to do other things. But I, I like the idea because it, it is, it's like you said, it is very simple and straightforward. You, you, you know what Claire Carlson knows. Now, the tricky part of this is in, in, in both, well, especially in yesterday's news, but in both the books... You can't know everything Claire Carlson knows because some of it needs to be a mystery. So that's where you know right. uh, I well, been described in many ways as the as the you know the unreliable narrator because she's not lying to you, but she's not telling you everything. She's telling you some things, but she's holding back information. And uh, you know, like I mean, that was like I guess most famously done by uh, Gone Girl, where you know, <laughs> yeah. Like but, but, but don't was an real people do narrator. that? You know, Fran. That's why when Fran writes the way she, real regular people don't tell you everything if you think you know everything about someone you don't (laughs) there's there's always more like Fran you write from the grave so how how do you do that what do you how do you create that Um, there are a lot of people in this world that have done things to other people that they shouldn't have done and I went to the cemetery when my sister died, and I looked at her gravestone and I said if you could speak to me and tell me what really happened what would you say Uh Yeah. And then I walked around and I said to some of the other people there, okay, why are you here? Did you do something wrong? What was your life like? And mm-hmm. then I decided, wouldn't it be interesting to just 
put some people behind the gravestone. Some of the stories that I write are based on, you know, real-life events. And, of course, you have to change some of it. And some of it is based on my imagination. And I was told that when I wrote this Silent Voices, that this book was really good, but I had to flesh out the characters a little bit more. They actually told me to do a backstory, you know, on some of them. How did right, you get there? Right. Why, why, why did somebody want you dead? Or in the case of um, the first story in Silent Voices, it's my grandmother was in a Polish uh, sterilization camp, so it's what she told me. So I had a sort of like a backstory about how she got there and what happened. Um, it's hard just to, to write because you don't want to put the – first of all, the hardest thing I think is – and oh, RG does it very well, and you do it even just as even great, just as great too, is sticking to the right tense. So in other words, yeah. when you're writing in first person, and I start writing in the past tense, I go like, wait a minute. The person's not alive anymore. You can't write in the present tense, and that that makes it hard because it tells you know stick to the tense that you're writing, and it also tells you don't you know tell too much and don't overdo it with the characters, especially if you're killing off somebody and they're telling their story. It, it's, 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 but it's not in that Six easy. Feet Under, when they did that series, Six Feet Under, where yeah, you I know, love that um, yeah, you know, I mean. Yeah, some of those shows that were from the past, like that one, you know, like 69, I mean, they were really good because it was like just stories, you know, and what could happen. You know, all of a sudden you were walking and something happened and then they got a yeah. whole story from that, you know. Um, I think, you know, and I, I, there's one I have to, you mentioned Jagged Edge. Okay, this is my opinion. It is. I, if people have not seen that movie, you need to see that movie. That is the way they did that movie, anybody writing mystery thriller should absolutely see that movie because it is really, I think, one of the all-time. And even when you when we used to call people, even if it was years later, they'd go, we want a movie like Jagged Edge, okay? But, yeah. you know, that's how Hollywood is like it. I mean, you can't, at that time, you don't know. How do you know you're going to write a movie like Jagged Edge? You know what I mean? But... I right. mean, you mentioned that. So, what do you think about? It? I mean, I love that movie. Well, it's got a hell of a twist, you know. Yes, so, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It does, yeah, yeah. and it's a movie that you. This is, you know, some of the movies in the, you know, years past. They they're written so, you know, you just you really don't know what's going to happen a lot of times. And now, sometimes you're seeing a movie. By the time ten minutes are in. You already know what's going to happen because that's how it goes. Yeah. Well, and I it's think not it's much fun. To, it's tricky to know what's you know. Not I mean, going back to my conversations with you know the the one incredibly successful screenwriter I yeah. knew, Joe Esther Huss, Um It's uh, it's tricky for anyone I think to know what's going to work and what's not going to exactly. work now. Now, um, right. now, so he wrote Jagged Edge, and yeah, that that works marvelously on so many levels Ugh. with the characters Ugh. and the ending mm. and the story and everything. Mm. But then um, right after Basic Instinct, his next big movie was a movie called Jade. And I remember I was had dinner. I was at his place. And oh, there yeah, was a lot I remember of people that from movie. Hollywood. Yeah. But most people didn't, you know, and uh, yeah. and that and they were like, so this is going to be a great movie, huge movie, and it just didn't work. I mean, whatever happened, the characters, the story, yeah. they just yeah. didn't grab people. Yeah. So um, to be honest, it was to me, it was so forgettable that I don't even remember the story, really. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I I remember it, it like, seeing okay. it, but I don't remember what it's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that one, so, you know, um, the second, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just think that's that you know like you know who who, who and they, you know the, the it, 
there's all sorts of stories about movies that nobody thought was, you know, going to be, be, right, exactly. be anything, and then they turn into be, uh, I mean, I think if you go all the way to a, There's you know, no way to know, I don't think. Yeah, 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 you know, so uh, it's, 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 uh, it's kind of like a book. I mean, I guess, you know, yeah. like, like something, something comes alive on the screen, and you don't always know if, they, and you can have two really big popular stars and it may or may not work and then you can have unknowns and it can work so it's just, yes it's hard, exactly it's well that, which is yeah. why netflix is good because there's a lot of stars on there that you go gee they're really good where'd they come from you know and then you know <laughs> and and they are good you know because you we're so used to seeing the same type of care you know like i Fran does. I don't think Fran. Fran, you don't watch that many movies because she's always reading books. But I love movies. You know, I just love them. You know, and well, I'll tell you. I. Uh, Chris did one with yes. none. You know, with people that were not well known. Uh, mm-hmm. Island Zero. It scared the daylights out of me. Seriously. <laughs> it's absolutely what? scared the daylights out of me. It was absolutely the scariest movie. And she's coming on in that. She just wrote another book, which is a ghost story. And she's going to put some videos on my, probably on when I do the show with her in October, whenever we decide to do it. But yeah, um, Lawrence Block. Yeah, Lawrence Block had a character, uh, Love and Bernie, the burglar. And, yeah, the burglar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they decided to uh, the person that they cast as the character definitely did not fit the description right. of Bernie because he sent me two of his books they used yeah. a, a very well-known actress as Bernie yeah and yeah and it just it just didn't work yeah so it also depends on who you're going to cast as the character yeah look, well, look, well, I've had much luck in movies his movies yeah, I mean you know I mean not it's not him but yeah it's it, it None of his stuff has worked out too well in uh, in movie form. My favorite, uh, my favorite show on uh, we you talking about Netflix? I don't know if you watch. Yeah. My favorite show right now on Netflix that I'm sort of midway through the three seasons is uh, Santa Clara Diet. I don't know if you've watched it, but right. the isn't one star Drew, you know, isn't that with Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore, with Drew. Drew Barrymore yeah. plays a, like a woman who becomes a zombie, and it's like you know, yeah, she's on my list. Funny. I know. I got, I got she, a list. She kills a lot of people, but it's funny, you know. So you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To like a killer, you can like you'll love her. Yeah. Yes, right. You know, I've been watching now The Imposter, which I didn't see when it, it you know, and the it's really good, you know. And the mm. problem is, like, my husband we're watching sometimes, and sometimes, like, then we're almost at the end. He goes, "All right, that's," and I'm going like, "How could you miss the last ten minutes of it? <laughs> what is the matter with you?" You know, it's you know, and the thing about it is, you know. There, it is a, it is tough though, because you, you sit there and go, okay, how many more episodes are in this? And then you go, can I finish the first season? You know, and yeah. I think, you know, like it's really getting difficult because I'm finding I just can't be doing this all the time because it's there's. I like it now if it goes, oh, a movie, it's an hour and a half, yay, I'm watching yeah, this. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard because, like you said, you're you're not through with it yet. It becomes like a job. I mean, like, okay, fine. I know, I know. When and, will and, I be? And, <laughs> and that's one of the things I actually don't like about Netflix. And everybody talks yeah. about, oh, I'm going to binge watch yeah. this. But I mean, it started back, you know, for me when, like, when House of Cards came on, you know, and everybody was watching I it. And I was watching. I it. did watch. And it that. I binge watch that. Yeah, but it would come on, and so you would watch all ten or thirteen yeah. episodes yeah. in a row. I'm, but you're right. I feel like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta keep doing right. this. I gotta, you know, and <laughs> right. it's like, it, you know, it takes you hours. I I prefer the old way, you know, like when I would watch, you know, The Sopranos or even yeah, Homeland yeah, would, yeah. would have been on. Like, it would be like, okay, it's Sunday night. Yeah. This is going to be a new episode. I'm going to watch it. And then, 
it's going to have some ending that's going to be a cliffhanger, but I'll wait till next week to find out. I mean, I know I'm, I'm an old-fashioned yes, exactly. person, but I like that. I like that better than having to I watch do too. it. 13 like we're watching, we're, we're watching Good Fight now with, you know, it's really, I, I love Good Fight. It's re, have you watched Good Fight? That's on now Prime. You know, I mean, yeah. I love, you know, because it, there's so much to it. It's really good. And, but, you know, there's so much, you look at it and you go like, oh my God, I got so much on my list. And then the yeah. list goes down and then, but like Game of, Car- you know, House of Cards, I did watch that. I think that, because at that time everybody was binge watching, you know. Yeah, And yeah. Um, it was really great. I mean, it was it, I think that's what got a lot of people into it, you know, Netflix, because it was fabulous, you know, and you kept that's what watching got me. it. That was really, yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah, I think, the too. first of the binge watchers. You know, the first yes. one, right, where they would drop everything and then, uh, yeah. and then right. I think, uh, yeah, there was a few more after that. But now everything is, yeah, now everything Yeah, because is you're, you're going to stay up for five. I stayed up, I was like 3 o'clock, I go, okay, fine, I'm done, you know. I mean, but it was, but you didn't really feel that, you know, and like, like I watch a lot, like Billions and those kind of shows. We, I, I yeah, watch a lot yeah. of the shows, and I, but I think as a writer, I think some of them are so well done that you, yeah, it makes yeah. you want because the characters, like, because well, you like, I like the care, I do like you say the characters. I, mm-hmm. if I don't, the story does not matter as much as when I like the character, I'm in. I mean, because I. I like the kid. That's just me, you know. But I, you know, I always talk when we're with my friends. I think they sometimes think I'm off the wall, but sometimes they're talking and I go, well, it's just like that movie, whatever, and I'm referring to a movie. I'm thinking like, oh, they think I'm real. But then I notice <laughs> that Chris Matthews on uh, MSNBC, he does the same thing. And I'm going like, yeah, yeah. this, that. He references something happening from a movie because in, yeah. in a lot of respects, we learn a lot from movies, I think. Yeah. As we do yeah. in books, the same thing. And I think people don't realize how much they learn while they're reading a book or watching a TV show. It's in our heads. Yeah. And, and you know, when you talk about character, you were just talking about the importance of character again. Yeah. It, was, it crossed my mind. I, I, I always thought one of the, from TV, one of the best examples of how a character can carry everything is, um, you know, is Columbo. Because uh, if mm. you think about Columbo, it violates yeah. every rule because it's a mystery. But there's no mystery because you know right. in the first 15 minutes who <laughs> right. did it. And you know Columbo is going to catch the person. So, like, well, yeah. why am I watching? Well, you're watching because the entire process is so absolutely fascinating watching yes. him at work, you know. Yeah. And uh, yes, that's is. really unusual in a mystery, but it's, 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 it's wonderful, you know. So. Yeah. And, and because I think, you know, because we have changed so much, and even in the movies now, I like when you're writing a story, it's hard to say, should I be on the cell Should they be on the cell phone? Should I not? Because then you're thinking like, oh, 10 years from now, somebody reads it, they'll go, what is a cell phone? You know, yeah, you know and it tricky. does become difficult, I think, to, you know, and then somebody will say, oh, you're writing from like the 80s or 90s. That's like, you know, it's like a period piece. And I'm going like, really? Okay, fine. All right. Well, you know, you know. It, you know yeah, Sue Grafton was the one who Sue yeah. Grafton really did that the yeah. best because she basically kept yes. it in the '80s, so you know she yeah. didn't have to use cell phones and internet and right. stuff like that. Uh, I I have a real big uh, that, that's a big issue with my books because I'm writing about the media both with Claire and also yes. the previous yeah. year, the reporter, and there's so yeah. much change going on with you know social media and things, uh, and I have to be careful because you because you have to include it. But as you yeah. say, you could be writing a book in a year from now, uh, you, you know, you could be writing about something yeah. that. Right. That it doesn't really matter anymore. Right. So. 
Right. And that's that's the problem, you know, and because I think, you know, and a lot of times in the bookstores, I've mentioned this before on my shows, you know, the bookstores and people, they go, oh, is it an old book? I go, well, like, so what if it's a few years old? I mean, I think what's happened to people is they just want new, 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 but there's so many good books and movies from the past, they're limiting themselves to just writing, reading whatever's now, you know, and... I like to read things from the past or watch things from the past because it's just interesting, you know. Well, there's I, also I just, the yeah. quantity is so, you know, and I and I, I have mixed feelings yeah. about this, you know, both in terms yeah. of TV. I mean, I mean, like in terms of TV and movies. I mean, yeah. you know, you used to be like the networks, and maybe you'd get something on HBO or something. Now you've got, you know. Netflix yeah. and Amazon Prime. Uh, there's so many. There's so many choices. But even with books, because people are self-publishing and things, yes, and there's I know. so many books out oh. there. Um, and it makes the it makes the you know I'm I'm uh, you know old enough so that I remember when your choices in terms of what you would read or what you would watch on television yeah. um, were somewhat limited. Now I I yeah. I would miss now all of the options, but it it does make it does make it a lot easier because it's like okay I'm going to watch something on uh, NBC tonight you know or i'm going to watch yeah. uh, something on cnn but now you've got a hundred channels you can try i know which is true and you know uh i i do find it it, it is because you know and i have everything saved and then i go oh, forget you know and i mm-hmm. then i start watching it then i miss some of it and then i said okay fine i'll just move on because you know you really it's it's like okay there's like three i haven't seen so maybe i'll just watch <laughs> and see if i can figure it out well let <laughs> me let me i don't you. know let me ask you this: Do you, because this happens to me, do you ever feel guilty when you go back and and read or watch something that you've watched a hundred times, but you love it so much because you think, well, I should be doing something else? But like, if I pick up, I, I know. on occasion will pick up like a, a Raymond Chandler book, like uh, you know, like uh, uh, you, you know, The Long Goodbye, and I'll read it all yeah. over again. I'll think, well, I should really be reading something new, but this is so great, yeah. and I want to read it again. I know. You know or I'll, I'll watch a rerun of uh, you know, I don't know, the Mary Tyler Moore Show or something on TV rather than watching a new show because I know it's going to be, you know, funny and all that. So, uh, it, 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 yeah, there's too many decisions we have to make now. Right. You know, okay. And, Fran, let's talk about reviews here, okay, because I, I was reading some of Dick, you know, RG's uh, reviews. Tell, tell us about the reviewing. I mean, when you are reviewing a book, what do you look for? I look for, uh, it depends on the, on the genre that the book is. Right. If it's a murder mystery, I'm looking for the character um, to take a part in it, but not to take over. I'm looking yeah. for uh, if they're going to do the murder scene, if they're going to describe what happened. I look to see that it's credible. I mean, I've read about 10,500 books that they, they tell me, and I can tell when somebody's well-documented it. Um, yeah. I just finished a book. I won't say which one. And I'm saying, how could you write a book about um, space and NASA and all of that without – telling me uh, where you did your research. It depends yeah. on how credible it is. I mean, I know Wargy's books are, are perfectly researched, and I know that. I know John Land. You know, his, yep. his books are fantastic, too. But then they, you get, when I write a review, I try to, you know, look for a plot line, a story line. I look to see that it flows. I look to see that it, it makes sense. You know, I mean, a lot of the authors are writing books in character, like character, like Maggie's character was chapter one, and Tom is character two, and that's when I have to get my graphic organizer out there and figure out what, yeah, what they're writing yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I yeah. try to figure out what is the author saying, and I'll sit down and I'll say, okay, that's what they're trying to say. I try to get the message that they get. 
because that's what makes the that's what makes the book credible. And I and the other thing is that Marcia knows I don't write a negative review. If the book okay. is not at least three and a half four stars, I'm just going to write a synopsis and tell the author yeah. I'm not going to post it on yeah. Amazon because yeah. I won't pan a book because I know how it feels. To yeah. pan right. A book. Yeah. You know, and I think when people write, you know, uh, I noticed, you know, and I think this is a good thing. I, I noticed in one of your reviews somebody was saying they didn't like Cl- the way Claire was. I'm thinking, like, well, that's good because mm. they made her real now, okay? Because yeah. the way when they say things like that, like they'll say, like, oh, she couldn't have done this or that, then you know that they really were paying attention because they were talking as if she is real. So right. they I may be thinking. Yeah. I, one of my favorite reviews is, is uh, somebody who wrote something to the effect of, uh, I want to go over and just, you know, sometimes she does things so dumb, I want to go over and throttle her, you know, or something, you know, <laughs> but, that's, but that's why she's so fascinating, you know, exactly, yeah. because, you know, and, and this brings up another thing, and I, I, I don't know if I've talked about this with Fran and her show or not, but it's something that I've thought about a lot, and, and in fact, I just wrote a blog piece on it, which is the character, you've got to have a flawed character. You can't have a character that yeah. you, the, the reader doesn't get mad at. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 I always, you know, I was told you, I was really impressed once. I was on a panel with um, uh, Reed Farrell Coleman, who you know has done a lot of great books, but he most recently has been doing the uh, Jesse Stone books for uh, you know that Robert Parker's estate. Yeah. And he was talking about that the one most difficult thing about writing Jesse Stone is that Jesse Stone is like such a good guy, you know, and you, you think of Jesse Stone, you think of Tom Selleck on television. Yeah, Tom Selleck, right. He's, yeah. he's good looking, he's smart, he's honest, yeah. he's all these things. And, you know, Reed was saying, you know, so that's not that interesting. You've got to do, so then you bring in the other stuff. Okay, he's got a drinking problem. Okay, he's got a, a, a failed marriage. Uh, okay, yeah. he, his baseball career was cut short. And that's really the key, which is to create a character that's likable, but yet flawed, you know, and I think right. when that works for any author, uh, then, you, then you kind of struck gold. Yeah, and I think when, when they start, you know, using the character and talking about a character, it's like that, that because like what you said, you, you care about the character. So then when they're not talking about the story and they're talking about the character, that's what you want because it's that's important to you. So when they say something, then you go like, oh, well, this is about the character, so here she is because yeah, she's yeah. real in our – when we're writing, they're real in our mind. We have to see them, and we have to know them. And so I think when people refer that, even if they don't like the character, and if they refer to a, a habit that they have that they don't like, that's a good thing because then they got the character, and they don't even yeah, know I that was- they got the character. And I always go back to what we mentioned earlier with Gone Girl because I always thought that was such a fascinating yeah. book cause, uh, yeah. because it literally violated every rule that you're supposed to learn, you know, when you're writing books. Yes. In which case, mm-hmm. in which both of the two main characters, uh, the husband and the wife, you know, in the end they're pretty unlikable characters and yeah, they're liars and all these yeah. things. Yeah. And uh, and yet you're fascinated by them. And generally yeah. it's like, okay, you should have. You should have somebody that you really, really like, and uh, and you know Gillian Flynn who wrote that pulled that off. Now I, you know, I wouldn't want to see every book like that, but right. it's it. it I, I think it just it just proves the point that if you write a fascinating character, it can work, and it doesn't necessarily have to fit in any particular mold of any kind. You know what see, I don't like right, when people somebody. Write, but- when somebody writes a review and just says, I, re- I reviewed Gone Girl, but I won't say anything about that. Yep. Um, 
when they write a review and they haven't read the book. Or they'll say, this book is wonderful, or this book is the worst thing I've ever read, or the character is so ridiculous, I can't. That, that to me, is not a review. That's an opinion, and I've said it to Amazon. You need to decide how many of those reviews are credible. I mean, you can tell from my reviews I, you know, I read the book. The other thing I can stand is when somebody writes a book, writes a review, and tells the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's really bad, right? And that's, but the thing is, you know, I don't know what's happening. I just, I've said this, and I say it almost every show. I, I do not know how people get like two thousand reviews. I don't even know how that's possible, but it, it is apparently. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, you know, and I really don't. If I'm going to buy someone's book or listen to an audio, I, I maybe I, I'm not going to. I wouldn't. There's no way I'm going to read like a thousand reviews. <laughs> not happening you know and i'm wondering what and and then their book gets really high and stays there at number five and whatever and really yeah. the book isn't even that good so i don't know yeah. you know it's just not a this the system doesn't really work well you know the yeah. way it is now yeah. especially uh, in some people actually asked their friends to read the book and my mother read it if you read the reviews they'll say my mother read that or my friend thought that was great so they get people to read it or the publicist you know gets them to read it also and to me, that's yeah. not a review. That's just paying somebody to say that the book was great. I mean, you guys watch movies, which is great, and I read five books at a time to keep me interested. I know. That's I my know. own one. That's my, that's my movie. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Well, the like, interesting thing, too, you know, I was going to say, the interesting thing, too, is I read a lot, I re, I read a lot of thrillers. I, I was, at one mm-hmm. point, I was a, a judge on the, the best thriller for um, for international thriller writers. I started mm-hmm. reading a lot of thrillers, and then I, uh, I interview a lot of Big thriller authors for the Big Thrill magazine, and it's really interesting because um, a lot of the a lot of them are really great, you know, really really terrific, you know, stuff. And they're like, oh my god, it's so great to talk to these people. But I've read thrillers from big names. Obviously, obviously no nobody. I'm not going to mention anything. Right. And I'm like, I don't know why. I'm not really sure why this one is so popular. Why it's a bestseller, you know. And then I'll mm-hmm. read some other thriller from somebody that really isn't successful, and I'll go, wow. This is actually yeah. really good, you know. I know. Um, so that's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the that's the trick for all. If I could figure that trick out and I could be that successful, that would be the answer. But it's yeah, yeah it but, is, but there's no it there is, is no answer. Yeah, you yeah. know. And I always feel like you know when I'm doing shows for nine years already, you know, and I was an agent for twenty, I I really feel that it's really people give up too fast. They mm-hmm. expect to make a ton of money and it doesn't happen and they don't get the best of reviews and even if they do get good reviews they stop or they don't even let themselves do independent publishing where their book could at least get out there and not be in a drawer so i don't know the answer to this it's really difficult these days you know and but you have to think about the reader you have to write the best you could write like that's why actually the name of my show is a good story is a good story because i do a lot of different kind of shows you know on any subject but my manager once said to me goes just write a good story and it always stuck in my mind just write a story that is good that's it well that you think is good and that it's yeah i think the answer yeah for me anyway yeah it's just do exactly what you said. Just keep writing. It's like whether yeah. I'm successful or not. So I, you know, you need to keep writing, and you never know. And there, there. I know it's it seems simple, but the idea that if you write a good book, people will read it. Um, you know, Lawrence Block, I think, has talked about. He wrote uh, like three Matt Scudder books that never sold very well early in his career, and you know, was apparently you know so so he. 
there was not there was no interest or demand enough for him. Yeah. And then a few years later, he sat down or he wrote and you know either a stab in the dark or a million ways to die, which became the big successful ones. And he did it because he was just I want to I I want to write the best book I can and this is it. And I you know I'm, I'm not looking at the you know commercial aspects. I mean I'm probably overstating that a bit, but but I I I think to some degree a writer has to do that. They. They have yeah. to write the best yeah. book they can, and they may not be successful, but that's better than trying to write something you you think is going to fit in the market, which probably right, won't. exactly, right, and right, and that's like anything. I mean, I think that, but I do think you know because social media, I think it will be changing, and I think there's going to be a lot of changes within the next couple of years. It's going to change because it it the way the cycle's going now, everybody is so mean to each other, and people are not sharing, they're not caring, they don't. You know, and I think it'll change because um, I think you know people are seeing one way and they're not caring about anything. So I think that people have to start, you know, being nicer to each other. And I think once that, you know, comes into being, it might get a little better for people. And people wouldn't be getting writing nasty things, you know, like <laughs> they do, and uh, pretend. You know, I mean, a review is just that. It's a review. And I've had um, many people come on, but one of the things that sticks in my mind is once someone write, once you write a book, usually if they, someone gives you a review that's not so good, you're not going to sit there and redo the book. You're going to probably move on and do another book. So, I mean, a lot of this really doesn't help a writer. And it really can hurt them. And that's really sad that people would write things if, for, like Fran was saying, and they're not reading the book. If you don't read the book, fine, just don't read it. I agree with you. But don't give a you negative know, I got review. My, my, first, my first book for Faces Behind the Stone, and I got a whole bunch of great reviews. And <laughs> some girl wrote, um, I'm going to give the book two stars because I didn't understand it and I didn't finish it. I said, well, maybe if you bother to finish it, you might comprehend yeah. what it meant. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. It was hilarious. And then someone Yeah, I know. I, you know, I just, it's really, you know, because I still believe there's a beginning, middle, and end, okay? Yeah. And I think people expect too much at the beginning because you have, it's a story. And it's like, well, it's kind of like Jagged Edge. Like you said, there's such a twist, you know, and I think people want so much at the beginning but you you have to lead up to something you know i mean this is about writing in a story isn't always just right at the beginning and then then sometimes if you go all the way through the book then it's horrible but if you you know if they expect 10 pages to be catch you but then after that you have to write the whole book called beginning middle and end and read it i mean that's for me important you know, I, I think it's just that, but I think it's just yeah. different. Look, everybody has, you know, you can show a book to ten people and you can get ten different uh, responses. Exactly. I think some of that is normal, but I think the problem now is we've, you know, the problem or the issue now is with, you know, the technology of today. I mean, it's like Twitter. I mean, you know, yeah. anybody can go on Twitter. Anybody can go yeah. on anything. Uh-huh. And yep. rip somebody. You don't even have to identify who you are. Uh, you're just sitting at your computer, wherever you are, right. and it's it's it just it's it's and and some people I think um, and I think some people you know actually enjoy doing that. You know, being negative and stuff like that. Negative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but I'm I'm like you, uh, Fran. I think like you were talking about. Right. I mean, if if I'm posting something, or you know, I go on Goodreads or Amazon. Mm-hmm. If I like something, you know, I'll post the review saying, "Hey, this is a really good book." If I read something that's terrible, 
Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go on for a lot of reasons. Yeah. You know, I don't really want to hurt the authors. I don't want to go out and give it one star and say, oh, this is right, terrible. Right, right. I just won't. I just wouldn't um, review it. Which, you know, even though you're a professional reviewer, Fran, even in my yeah. just reviewing, I, I'm the same way. I don't, I don't really see the. It, I'm not going to say I like something that I didn't like, but I'm, I don't. Right. Really, I'm not going to go out of my way to, to. I also feel that anybody who writes a book deserves a certain amount of credit just for doing it, and even if it's a bad yeah. book. I, I agree. That's that's yeah. absolutely true. Because you know what? If the book isn't that good, maybe the next one will be better. Well, it's somebody's you know, hard and work and somebody's somebody's. Somebody. I think the funniest thing that happened was on Goodreads about a month ago. This guy read one of my reviews, and he said that, "Oh my God, could this be any longer?" I said, "I can understand where you didn't quite, you know, like my review, but the author thought it was fantastic. So that's all that really matters." <laughs> It was. It was. It wasn't a mystery. It was a dystopia. It was about the '80s and the '60s and music, and all I wrote was what the author asked me to please, you know, make sure that I told everything I possibly could. And I have a photographic memory, so I read the book and I cracked up laughing and go, "Could this be any longer?" I said, "Well, I could make it a little bit longer if you like." I said, "But if you don't like what I wrote, I don't care." I mean, I've yeah. got one where this guy said to me, "I don't like your reviews." I said, "That's okay. Then do me a favor. Don't read them." <laughs> and I was like, okay, you don't like what I read? And he said, your reviews are really good. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to read your reviews, and I'll tell you what I think of what you wrote. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to be nasty. His reviews were horrible. It made like, I, I it made no sense. I mean, there are a lot of reviewers that make their their reviews have you know typos or whatever, and you know what happens. But this yeah. guy was so so funny. He goes, you know, you wrote this review. It's very long. I go, and if the author had his way, I would have written a lot more. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you know, and that's, and that's the thing. You know, but see, for me, like certainly as an agent, I've made a decision. I, I hardly ever review books. I mean, that's just not what I. You know, I just don't. You know, and but I do have them on my show, and I talk to people, and I, you know, and I promote people, and I don't ever say anything if I'm promoting something or if I didn't like something, I never say a name because it's just not going to happen. Right. You know, uh, I've made that decision. It's not going to happen. But so that's what I do, you know. And I, I enjoy doing the shows, and I love having authors on, and I feel like I'm giving people that are wanting to write information that they need. And they do need information. No matter how much we write, we can always learn something. I mean, I feel that way. I've learned a ton, always from the people on, on my shows and things that I do, you know, and even from movies that I watch, I'm thinking what I like and what I don't like. So I think that at the end of the day, having guests on that talk and talk about writing, I think it helps other writers. And because it's, yeah. they know that other people, even if they're very successful, have issues. We all have issues on writing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and 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 one of the things you find out very quickly is that even some of the biggest successful writers, um, you know, they didn't get published over overnight. I mean, I've talked to bestsellers who like, well, they had twelve right. published works before they before they would break through. So it's not, you know, you know, the the idea that somebody writes a novel and becomes a bestseller. I mean, that's very rare. Uh, uh, it you know, there's a lot of things involved, but uh, there's there's stories of. of you know, persistence that are like amazing. You know, like people have yeah. had 140 rejections before they've gotten published. Yeah, I still have all my rejections. I mean, this is a, we all keep <laughs> a lot of us keep them. It's just the way it goes. That's how it was then. All right, I want to thank you both for coming on the show. It's been so interesting. And uh, on the last note, any you know, you want to give your website 
Argene? Yeah, well, so let me just, can find you. Yeah, just say again, just so everybody got My book is called okay. Below the Fold by me, R.G. Belsky, and it's out this week everywhere. It's a paperback and e-book. And uh, my website is uh, www.rgbelsky.com. That's easy to remember. And uh, I'm also on Facebook as R.G. Belsky, and I'm, you know, so you can find me. Are you going to have an audio, is an audio book coming out on this I do, I'm, new one? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure yet on this one. I, yeah. I know the last one came out on audio, and I found that out, like, a couple months after it, you know, it came out. So this just came out, and I haven't, uh, I haven't, like, I'm not sure, but I hope so because it, I really if people have got a audibles, kick out of that. You know, yeah. if people have audibles that, you know, I think give it a try. If you've never tried anything on audibles, try this because I think it's really good when you hear it. I mean, I love yeah, it yeah. to hear. Fran well, knows we talk uh, about this all the time. I love hearing and books. If, but if you're not. You know, like in my case, I'm, I'm, I, it's the publisher that does it, so they're the ones that uh, right, make those, exactly. the deals. Right, exactly. And yeah. uh, like I said, I, I, I actually remember last year, it was a couple months after the book came out, and they said, oh, okay, we're, there's going to be an Audible version, and uh, yeah. which is what came out. So I'm hopefully that'll happen again. I would, but, I would uh, right assume now, just, that they're going to do that. I'm pretty sure they will. Because yeah, right it, now, you know, I'm uh, just... Yeah. Get, it's just fun to get it out, you know. Like it was just so it came out on Tuesday, so you know. Right, that's, that's and I wish you luck with the, the book launch, because, yeah. right? I mean, you're a really good writer, and I love, I loved hearing it. So I mean, this is, uh, you know, right. to me, that's what I, how I listen for all the dialogue. Okay, Fran, what about you? Um, I know where I can reach you. But you go can ahead. find me on Amazon. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Linkid. And you can find me on Barnes and Noble and anywhere that they sell books, even in Japan and China, they tell me. Mm. And thrift books. And I found I was very excited because I'm in Walmart and Walgreens, too, now. And yeah. the four of my books are on Strand, in Strand's bookstore. I don't know how they got there. But this has been fun, and I'm going to have to. Yeah, you've been a good guest, so Fran. See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and anybody that didn't read Below the Fall, I don't know what, what are you waiting for, because that was fantastic. It's one of no, my No, I'm going to get it. I'll get it, because, right, I, I will, because I like his writing style. So, and so thank I'm you gonna, both very I'm much. Gonna, and everybody, have you. a good weekend. And um, promonet.com, you know, that should be good for people that are interested in trying to help themselves writing, you know, and learn some of the new techniques which probably next month will be different. <laughs> what can I say, right? <laughs> All right, have a good day, everybody. Thank you so Bye. much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. Thanks, Thanks so much. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.